0: welcome to african american conservatives the soul of the conservative movement i'm your host marie strotter we are so appreciative of the reception that you've given our reboot and uh, our new home at bright news media uh, as well as our podcast platforms please continue to listen share and for those who are able support and sustain our podcast via a monthly contribution at Anchor.fm forward slash capital A-A-C-O-N-S forward slash support. Miranda Devine is a columnist for the New York Post and Daily Telegraph and is a contributor to Fox News and Sky News. Her most recent book is Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech, and the Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide. Welcome to the show, Miranda
1: Thank you so much for having me, Murray, and it's a real honour to be with you.
0: As a writer who has developed a reputation uh, as a Conservative and political observer in two countries, it would be interesting to hear uh, how the treatment of Conservatives differ. Would you be surprised to hear Australia's Liberal Prime Minister call an Australian Conservative leader like Peter Dutton a semi-fascist threat to democracy, for example?
1: Um, Look, it gets pretty robust in Australia, I have to say. Americans are, um, for all the um, sort of trash talk that we're hearing from the Democrats against Conservatives now, um, Australia has always been pretty rugged in its political fighting and it's quite brutal. Um, But I think the difference here is that the president um, is really more powerful than the prime minister. If a prime minister in Australia or England or Canada or one of those Commonwealth countries um, steps out of line too much, then his party just uh, or her party just cuts them down, and we've seen that um, ha- happening a lot in Great Britain, for instance. Um, but you know, Joe Biden. Uh, unless someone enacts the Twenty Fifth Amendment, we we pretty much are stuck with him until. Uh, 2024, and um, he is becoming ever more, I think, extreme and vituperative and punitive about his political opposition. He really um, has taken it uh, very personally, and he he seems to suffer from a really bad case of Trump derangement syndrome. I mean, he's been president now for almost two years. Uh, you'd think he could get over that and start concentrating on doing his job properly. But instead, uh, he just seems fixated on his hatred for conservatives and anybody who criticizes him. That is
0: absolutely spot on. Uh, Now, you use a very interesting term to describe Hunter Biden. And you could probably extend it to John Kerry's stepson, uh, Christopher, Nancy Pelosi's son, Paul, uh, and probably many others, Uh, and that's princeling. How do you define
1: that term? Well, princeling is a very interesting term uh, and you've picked up on its import because it doesn't mean so much in America, but in China, it's everything. A princeling is the son or sometimes the daughter of a high official in the Chinese Communist Party. And of course, you don't bribe that high official, you bribe their offspring, the princeling. And so when Joe Biden uh, took Hunter Biden with him on Air Force Two in 2013 to China, where he was visiting uh, with you know the the top people in the Chinese Communist Party, it was crystal clear to the Chinese that this was American power come to do private business. And that is in fact exactly what happened. Uh, Hunter Biden uh, came away from these meetings uh, in which his father shook hands with one of his upcoming business partners and in which he was introduced to the great and the good of the CCP. Uh, Hunter Biden came out of that with a 10% stake in a big equity firm, which was worth, I think, two and a half billion dollars in funds under management in 2019. So that was a very lucrative deal for Hunter Biden as the princeling. But unfortunately for America, Joe Biden as vice president came away from that meeting empty handed. He was supposed to get the Chinese to stop plundering American uh, intellectual property. He was supposed to stop China from... Uh, militarizing those islands in the South China Sea that that uh, threaten America's allies in the region Uh, but none of that happened and in fact uh, President Xi Jinping just accelerated his aggression against the United States. Yes.
0: Now, Miranda, how did you get looped into the Hunter Biden laptop story?
1: Well, really through Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor in New York, who uh, had become President Trump's lawyer. And uh, when I first came to back to New York, I'd, I'd been here off and on throughout my life, but when I came back to work for the New York Post in 2019, I resolved to... Um, You know make a friend of Rudy Giuliani because I admired him very much from um, the time that I had lived in New York as a student in the 1980s when it was a really dangerous place to be and crime was soaring and out of control and uh, of course Rudy Giuliani fixed the city and so I think uh, we all owe him an an enduring debt of gratitude for that and so um, I made myself known to Rudy Giuliani he was very generous in sharing what he knew about the city and the people uh, around it, and and also, of course, uh, introduced me to President Trump. And so um, when it came time to, for him to try and figure out a way to uh, get the story of Hunter Biden's laptop, into the public consciousness, and remembering this was um, just a few weeks before the 2020 presidential election, Rudy Giuliani himself had only been given uh, this uh, laptop or a hard drive copy of the laptop by the um, computer repair shop owner in Delaware who had it uh, after Hunter Biden abandoned it there. Um, he, it, Basically, Rudy Giuliani had only had that laptop um, since the end of August, and he and his lawyer, Bob Costello, had then had to spend uh, quite a bit of time investigating it, uh, looking into whether it was legitimate or not. They satisfied themselves that it was and then wanted to give it to the media. You know, I have to admit, I wasn't the first port of call. Uh, They had tried others, but um, it had led to a dead end and time was running out. And so Rudy uh, got his lawyer, Bob, to give me a, a, a late night text um, on a on a Friday night, and uh, I liked what he had he told me the photographs he showed me. I thought that looked like a good story, and we had long conversations over the weekend. and um, And then, very courageous editors at the New York Post uh, decided that after we'd done our due diligence on the story, and my my very talented, brilliant colleague Emma Jo Morris and uh, another reporter Gabriel von Rouge uh, went down to Delaware, interviewed the laptop repair shop guy, etc etc. We contacted people who were um, CC'd or or part of the email trail that we were reporting on in our first stories and uh, and we were satisfied that this was a legitimate story, an authentic uh, set of material from the laptop and uh, very courageous editors of the New York Post pressed the button on it and allowed the story to be published, uh, of course after they did that and after the New York Post did the right thing, um, big tech stepped in and censored us. Yes.
0: Now, Biden supporters, which includes most of the media, argue that there is a wall of separation between Hunter and his father, and nothing the son does uh, blemishes the father. Based on what you saw on Hunter's laptop, Miranda,
1: does such a wall exist? Uh, Absolutely not. There's no wall. There's no distinction between Joe Biden and his family members. Because remember, this is a family-wide grift that's been going on for decades uh, since Joe Biden became a senator in Delaware more than 40 years ago. And uh, he basically internationalised this influence peddling scheme run by his brother, uh, Jim Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, uh, he internationalized it when he became vice president and the stakes became much higher, not just for the enrichment of the Biden family, but also uh, for to the detriment of the United States in terms of uh, us now being compromised, uh, or at least you know, it's a good guess to say that we're compromised because China, Russia, Ukraine, Romania, Kazakhstan, et cetera, sent millions of dollars into the bank accounts of the Biden family and their partners. And uh, obviously they expected something in return. And so Joe Biden, you can't look at this Hunter Biden laptop story without seeing Joe Biden. He's at the apex of this influence peddling scheme. He's um, the, the product that they are selling around the world or have been selling. And he also was fully aware of what was going on. He met with uh, more than a dozen of Hunter's overseas business partners, either in Beijing or in Washington DC, or in um, he went to a cafe Milano, an Italian restaurant in Georgetown with uh, Hunter's business partners from Russia, from Kazakhstan, and from Ukraine. Uh, So when he stood up in front of the American people repeatedly during the 2020 election campaign, and said, I know nothing about my son Hunter's overseas business dealings. That was not true. It was a lie to the American people. And so we know that he met the business partners. We know that there was a big cover up. And the third Part of this narrative is um, any personal financial gain that Joe Biden received. And um, there's only a small amount of uh, evidence on the laptop about that. Um, But, you know, it's significant. And I think uh, if the Republicans do take back the House and the Senate, they can pull on those financial strings, follow the money much more closely. But what we see from the laptop is that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden had co-mingled finances, they had shared bank accounts, um, they had uh, at least one shared debit card. Uh, and in addition, Hunter was paying for uh, upkeep and maintenance on Joe Biden's, one of his mansions in Delaware, um, things like a New air conditioning, new shutters, uh, retaining wall, painting, uh, the sorts of things. It's very expensive to upkeep a multi-million dollar mansion on on the water's edge um, in Delaware. And so that was, um, you know, we see some of that, a glimpse of that from Hunter Biden, also a, a, a cell phone bill. Um, and we also know from Hunter Biden's own words, whether he's exaggerating or not, that he often complained bitterly to family members and friends about um, having to give half his salary to his father, he says at one point and uh, in another. 10% for the big guy. <laughs> exactly. And how do you
0: contrast that with the treatment of the Trump family when you see uh, how they have gone after uh, the Trump organization and they've gone after uh, uh, Ivanka's business uh, enterprises, if you will, uh, and some of that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, it's quite amazing. I think this is one of the... um Odd phenomenon of um, this era that we live in, which is that um, the there is two two kind of competing uh, mm-hmm. strands of justice, one for conservatives and one yeah. for the left. Um, and there's also two types of media coverage from the sort of elite prestige media like yeah. the New York Times and the Washington Post. Um, they they apply forensic scrutiny and cynicism. Yeah skepticism to conservatives, to Republicans. But when it comes to their side of politics, they are incredibly gullible and they turn a blind eye to all sorts of shenanigans. And you're right when it comes to the Trump family. I think at last count, I saw there were half a dozen different sort of criminal investigations uh, drummed up, whether it be over the January um, 6th, whether it be the Mar-a-Lago raid, whether it's um, you know New York, you've got the Attorney General, uh, the State Attorney General, but you also have I think Alvin Bragg are uh, both looking into. Um, trump organization and trying to trying to find something dirty on donald trump and meanwhile i mean i really have no problem with that you know if the media is going to apply enormous scrutiny if the department of justice and all these different arms of uh, law enforcement around the country georgia is another one want to be really scrutinizing politicians Go for your life. I would applaud that. But they have to be even-handed. They can't just go after Donald Trump and give Joe Biden a, a free pass when the evidence is so overwhelming of wrongdoing that specifically damages America's national security.
0: Especially when you see something like what we're talking about today, this laptop that's clearly clearly evidence of wrongdoing and then you have the raid on mar-a-lago where they're going into baron trump's bedroom yeah. he's what 15 16 yeah. 16 something like that
1: yeah. yeah that's amazing it's really um The the injustice and the unfairness of it is so crystal clear to anyone with eyes, with anyone with a heart and a soul who actually believes in fairness on, on, you know, on planet Earth. And uh, it's so unfair that it makes people lose their faith in the various institutions of law enforcement, particularly the FBI, you know, the FBI mm. really have fallen so low in the public's esteem. Uh, I think we're we're being red-pilled by the day. Uh, yes, and thanks so to a few courageous men and women within the FBI and the DOJ who are beginning to come forward, who do realize that what they're being asked to do is wrong and that the FBI and the DOJ have been weaponized. Uh, by Joe Biden and his administration to um, to persecute and pursue conservatives.
0: And, you know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I'm old enough to remember when the news was just reported. It was just a statement of fact and there was no opinion. There was nothing. It was just this happened on this day. And the listener got to draw conclusions from that. And now, as you said, uh, the journalists have weaponized uh, i mean there is the the fbi that's weaponized and and actual yeah. departments of the government but i'm talking about the media yeah. being weaponized also against conservatives where you know you're hearing deplorables and threats to democracy and these kinds of things where these labels are applied rather than i mean it's opinion it's not news anymore and that that i really lament that i mean i i miss that
1: Yes, look, I think this is one of the most corrosive aspects of uh, American life at the moment. It's the complete corruption of the fourth estate, um, which, you know, is, is, is granted all sorts of privileges and access uh, because it's supposed to, as they constantly tell us, s- speak truth to power. You That's know, what Post tells us, democracy dies in darkness. <laughs> New, York, New York Times says... Uh, you know, all the news that's fit to print. Um, They're not doing that. They're only printing the news that suits their agenda. They have become political activists. Uh, They award themselves Pulitzers for their political activism. Uh, And um, unfortunately, they have now been, um, you know, it's not enough that they themselves are mere mouthpieces for the regime, but they have been joined now by big tech, very powerful, unaccountable, oligopolies, Facebook, Twitter, Google. And these organisations are now um, committing censorship, Uh, they are silencing dissenting voices. And, you know, if if people on the left or uh, libertarians or anybody else who who are not don't regard themselves as conservatives if they welcome this and think this is a great is great news for for their side of the argument to be heard um they should think twice because history tells us that whenever ship comes in it ends up attacking everybody and so um you know it'll be the left next once you allow Um, these sort of unaccountable power mechanisms to be used in a very illiberal way, in an unconstitutional way, um, to subvert the rights that are granted to every American equally uh, under the Constitution, whether it be the right to a fair speedy trial, or whether it be First Amendment rights of free speech. Um, Once you allow these unaccountable organizations to subvert the Constitution. No American is safe. These are globalist institutions. They do not have America's national interest at heart.
0: That's absolutely right. I do not live in California anymore, but I was born there and I lived there for a number of years. And in fact, I lived in Silicon Valley and went to church with a number of people that worked at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of the Google, Apple, all of those companies. And there was like this secret underground enclave. It's like you couldn't even talk about it. And I knew of people who were diehard conservatives, and you could not show it, you could not discuss it, you could not even have the stink of that on you. Wow. um, Because it was just that Serious. And, you know, people would talk about like these secret underground chat rooms and things like that because they they could not discuss these things openly. But, you know, anyone who has a liberal ideology uh-huh. is welcome to post on uh, boards and threads. And we saw the guy from Mozilla who yeah. uh, gave the money to uh, uh, against uh, same-sex marriage back in, what was it, 2008, and lost his job, Brendan Eichler, I believe it was. And so yeah. those kinds of things, I mean, th- that's that's crazy. But that's the
1: times that we live in. That's the times we live in. And, you know, it's ironic that liberals are constantly rabbiting on about how, you know, we want to bring our, our whole self to work so that they can, you know, I don't know, parade around in odd outfits and <laughs> yeah. Talk about you know their transgenderism or whatever, and and become evangelic evangelist basically for and be tolerant, yeah, and, and and demand tolerance, you know, in the most intolerant people demanding tolerance, <laughs> um, and 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 yet if you are conservative, if you are a Christian, if you um, have some sort of faith in a higher being, um, that's verboten. You have to hide. Mm. that you are a non-person you're an un-person um, you will be socially repelled um, you will be ostracized you will you will lose out on on promotions and jobs and and so on um, and you'll be de from social media which face it is kind of it's become the public square now it's not yes. just talk about being private companies no they control the information pipelines that we all use now, and uh, it's very damaging to be thrown off those platforms. And uh, and you know these companies I come keep on coming back to them, but they are so powerful. They're more powerful than a sitting uh, elected United States president, as they showed when they deplatformed Donald Trump, and that disturbed. Uh, Even President Macron in France, who's no conservative, I mean, people all over the world were really worried when they saw that, they saw the power of these organisations and the fact that they were so flagrant about exercising their power. They didn't care who saw how, how powerful they are and how willing they are to exercise that power. And if there's one thing that I think needs to be remembered in the upcoming elections, it's that regardless of whether you're, you're Democrat or Republican or what you are, um, really, you need to vote like your life depends on it in order to crush the power of these organisations because I think one more election cycle and they will be impossible to bring down.
0: I think you are absolutely spot on with that. Now, given how you describe Hunter almost deliberately leaving evidence of his affair with his brother's widow, uh, the details of which I will leave to your book and our listeners' imaginations, but for his then wife to find. Uh, could Hunter have, on some level, uh, have wanted his laptop to be found as a way to hurt his father?
1: Um, look, that is a, a very um, sort of intuitive thought because you know it certainly occurred to me uh, occasionally, you know, especially when I was going through the laptop and there was so much anger that Hunter Biden had towards his father, real rage uh, at times, a feeling of being disrespected, a feeling of being uh, undervalued and um, taken for granted, you know, all the work that he'd done. He wanted to be an artist. He, he wanted to be a painter. Um, he didn't want to go into these sort of overpaid jobs with his father's um, donors and then fund the rest of the family the extended family for their their privilege um, no uh, so so and especially at the time that he abandoned his laptop at that macbook repair shop in delaware in april of 2019 he was raging against his father now he loves his father as well a hero worshiped his father from a young age but joe biden had a peculiar Way of uh, exerting his influence as the patriarch of the Biden family. He himself, uh, as the oldest son of four, uh, had been put on a pedestal by his mother in particular. And the entire family revolved always around Joe Biden. And so he replicated that in his own family. Uh, And of course, he had that terrible tragedy, which no one. Would take away from him when his first wife was killed in a car accident, and his two little boys, Hunter and his slightly older brother Beau, were quite badly injured. Um, and uh, but Joe Biden always made sure to capitalise on that grief because he, you know, he was sworn in. He invited the cameras into the little boys' hospital room and was sworn in for the first time as senator by their bedside. Um, and that was—I uh, don't know. I mean, it, it, there was an outpouring of sympathy, and he's used it in every campaign since. But really, it, it was quite a strategic move to do that. He could have—he could have been sworn in somewhere else, but he chose to do that with that very um, evocative and sympathy-inducing uh, image of his children there injured. Um, and so, I think Joe Biden. Uh, from then on has kind of used his family um, as props, as a sort of an addition to his ego. He's very much wanted to emulate the Kennedy family. Um, He wanted to build a dynasty. What he lacked was money and he set about with his family to to get that money because he has very um, champagne and caviar lifestyle, you know. He loves very expensive clothes, expensive cars, expensive houses, DuPont mansions that he bought very cheaply, fortuitously, uh, and did up. Um, and uh, and his family always, you know, his children, his grandchildren, nieces, nephews, and so on, Ivy League colleges all the way, you know, scholarships, uh, uh, government sinecures, um, you know, clerkships, whatever, whatever privileges Um, people in this country receive the Biden family were very much at the top of the top of the tree and so all of that really uh, or a lot of that was being funded by Hunter and I think he resented it. he felt that now that his father was running for uh, president again for the last his last chance to do so that Hunter was being sort of thrown under the bus and being dismissed to journalists like joe biden's favorite journalist maureen dowd at the new york times uh, she was writing stories about hunt poor hunter you know this this terrible drug addict who's uh you know the family's very sympathetic to but just ignore him Um, and hunter felt aggrieved by that even though he was a drug addict he also felt that he'd been put in harm's way and i think he was right um you know what What father of a a drug addicted son, albeit an adult son, would put that son in front of gushing torrents of unaccountable cash, uh, which is exactly what happened with Hunter Biden. And he writes in his memoir that uh, the money from Ukraine, which was, uh, you know, a million dollars a year, um, was for basically nothing, um, was really what set him off – threw him off the wagon and it was so much money coming in for free um, and he just it was just too hard for him to resist uh, the temptation of getting back into drugs again.
0: Now uh, similarly uh, to her brother Ashley Biden lost her diary not too long ago and the excerpts in the excerpts leaked to the media there were remembrances as disturbing as what we saw on the laptop. She lists possible reasons for her, quote unquote, hypersexuality, and among them are showers with my dad, that's a quote, um, at an inappropriate age and other episodes hard to imagine uh, for members of, of functional families. What is your opinion about the veracity
1: of her claims? Look, I, I find this whole diary episode quite um, distasteful and difficult because it's such an egregious breach of privacy. And I don't think Ashley Biden, you know, she's never really done it. She's never really been part of this family grift. Uh, I mean, obviously, she's benefited from it. But I feel sorry for her. You know, she also has drug addiction problems. Um, I think that Jill Biden, who is her biological mother, was certainly um, rather neglectful, at least that's the way Hunter felt when he was young. Um, and, uh, it, you know, I, I don't know, I mean, sometimes people write things in diaries that are true, or just just their, you know, imagination. I don't know if that is true or not. Um, but, um, i i feel that she is entitled to her privacy um, but but you know the extraordinary thing is that her diary has become public knowledge because the biden department of justice decided to make it an issue by raiding the home of the journalist um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from project veritas which was sold the diary after ashley, had a, you know supposedly left it somewhere after she'd been in rehab she'd been careless just like hunter with her personal um, property someone had found it and decided to sell it to the media and they went to project veritas who paid for it but then project veritas decided they would not publish it and they did not because they felt among other things, that it was an egregious breach of privacy. Also, they couldn't verify really whether it was hers or not. And so, then when the FBI raided Project Veritas and James O'Keefe, they they basically gave credence to the fact that this was actually Biden's diary. Because if it wasn't, why would they raid them? And what were they raiding them for? I mean, they still haven't charged them with anything. Uh, and um, you know, it's hard to see why you would do that because they. Already had the diary because Project Veritas had handed it over to the cops who presumably had given it back to Ashley Biden. So it's just a revenge ploy, a vengeance ploy, and it goes hand in hand with the FBI raids on anyone else associated with the diary, with not the diary, but the Hunter Biden issues uh, and also with Donald Trump. And that includes especially Rudy Giuliani, who um, was spied on under a (laughs) covert. surveillance warrant, his his cloud, all his emails and his text messages for two years, and he didn't know. And then his his home and his office were raided in New York um, by the FBI. They seized all his devices, except, of course, for the Hunter Biden hard drive, which he offered them. And they said no. (laughs) And then a year later, they gave him all his devices back, no charges pressed, and uh, told the New York Times that they dropped the investigation, whatever it was, And so the process is the punishment, but also the FBI, uh, using some pretext to to spy on uh, Rudy Giuliani, had access to the emails from the computer repair shop guy in late August of 2020. And they also had access to my text messages with Rudy Giuliani, uh, which would have allowed them to know roughly when the New York Post was going to publish. And so when you know, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook says that the FBI came to, to them shortly before the publication of our story in October of 2020 and warned them in great detail and specificity about the, a story that was going to come out that they said was Russian disinformation. It, 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 Facebook recognised the story immediately, the minute that we mm-hmm. published it, Facebook knew that that was the story the FBI had warned them about. And why did the FBI know about it? They knew because they were spying on Rudy Giuliani's clown.
0: That is just, I mean, that should send goosebumps down the arms of, of anyone who cares about liberty. And as you said earlier, it really doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you reside on. Those are just basic foundational Constitutional principles that our government is founded upon, and if they can be exploited on one side, they can easily be applied to the other side. I don't know, uh, you know, that that we would do that, but you know, under the right circumstances or the wrong circumstances, yeah. you know, uh, there are people who are are power hungry and and can certainly exploit that. But that is just that should send shivers down the spines of, of anyone. And as we saw that Mar-a-Lago raid play yes. out.
1: Yes. It's all part of the same MO that's going on. And it just seems that the the FBI and the Department of Justice have so lost their way that they, they no longer can distinguish right from wrong, and they are um, violating their own standards and they're certainly violating constitutional standards and all in the, the, the pursuit of I guess destroying Donald Trump uh, but you know even they realise and Joe Biden has said this himself that this movement uh, of you know populist nationalism or make America great again whatever you call it um, this uh, you know movement by patriotic Americans to rescue their country from uh, basic socialists who are trying to destroy it, who have obliterated the border, um, who have uh, endangered our national security and sold us out to the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Any American, patriotic American, who is trying to reverse that process um, is now regarded as an enemy of the state and is fair game. This is really... um, a, a struggle for control of the country. And it, 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 the, America was founded on uh, the people being sovereign and the people's sovereignty is being um, stolen from them by this unaccountable globalist clique.
0: And what's so crazy about that, I am a mom, uh, homeschooled all three of my children yeah. And if I show up at a school board meeting, assuming that I had sent my children to school, I'd be listed as a domestic terrorist, yes. which is just insane to think about because I don't want my kids to read pornographic books yes. in school. Unbelievable.
1: That's unbelievable. It's so frightening. And it's true. I mean, yes. the FBI, it's been catalogued and documented. The FBI was sicked onto. School board meetings, mums and dads at school board meetings, at, by it, the White House basically coordinated that, and and it was because after um, you know the election of Glenn Youngkin, a Republican yeah. in Virginia, which shocked them all because it's such a liberal area, um, and and that was driven by mums and dads, yes. doesn't matter whether they were. You know democrats or republicans they are all united they're mama bears and papa bears they're united in protecting their children from you know radical pornography um all sorts of perversions and also critical race theory which divides up children uh, pits them against each other based on the color of their skin which is the exact opposite what America is founded on when it's about equality it's about the unification about Americans um you know it's a this is a very I don't know if if Americans realize as much but I do because I've lived so long overseas Americans are a a really cohesive um, and kind of loving and generous and open-hearted people and um, it doesn't matter um, what race what creed what walk of life um, they're always uh, I have found infinitely generous and warm-hearted and kind and to have them pitted against each other to have hatred injected into the classroom uh, based on superficial characteristics is so evil uh, and so destructive for the future.
0: You are absolutely right if you're just joining us our guest for this segment has been Miranda Devine her new book is entitled Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech, and the Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide. Miranda, how can our listeners find and follow your work online?
1: Uh, So I'm uh, anywhere on the New York Post website, um, newyorkpost.com. If you just click on my page, you can see all my past and present columns. Uh, And also I'm in social media um, as at Miranda Devine.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much for being our guest today.
1: Thank you so much. It's really nice to be with you, Mary, and uh, I look forward to hearing more from you later on. Thank you so much.
0: And now, that time of the show where we bring in DK. DK, come on in. Hola. Hello. How's
2: it going? How are you? It's That's going. Great. It's a great interview.
0: <laughs> that was so interesting. What was your takeaway from that?
2: Well, she said a a lot of important things, especially if you read the book. I mean, it's not just the salacious things about Hunter that you uh, hear in the papers, all the weird and disgusting things he did with crack and women and so forth, but it's the whole Biden Incorporated that sold essentially sold the United States out to uh, China, and it was... As part of China's MO, if you know China, they they they're able to bribe powerful families in the United States. Some Republicans, allegedly, like the, the McConnell's Mitch's family, uh, the Clintons, of course. They're always worthy of a mention if you're gonna talk about selling out your country for money. And uh the Pelosi's and and of course the Bidens. And because of uh because of Biden Incorporated, it's been a real setback for the United States. And that's a big reason why they hate uh, Donald Trump so much is because he's the first American president and probably one of the few people of either party who recognize the danger China imposes and wants to stand up to them.
0: That's just insane to think. I mean, I'm here in, uh, Texas where they are just buying up swaths of land. I mean, that's kind of like the latest big thing is just how many parcels of land are being purchased by the CCP and land, not just regular plain old just land land, but land near air force bases and things like that. That's just, you know, that and that's it, that's national security right there.
2: Yeah, and they not only buy land in very strategic areas; they they control, for example, the lithium market, lithium metals, which is required for electric cars. And the brilliant uh, governor nuisance of California, <laughs> he <laughs> he's, yeah, I know he's trying that. to lead a national campaign to ban. Um, uh, gas power cars, and he's been helped to, to a large degree by the Biden administration. Uh, that guy, uh, but uh, uh, what's his name again? Uh, the Secretary of Energy, Buttigieg.
0: Oh, Pete Buttigieg.
2: Buttigieg. Yes, yeah, sorry, I drew a, a blank there for a second. He's—they're all trying to ban gas power vehicles. That only benefits one. Group of people and that's the yeah. Chinese, it doesn't help the economy. It doesn't even help the environment. Yet they're pushing for it, and to the detriment of our country.
0: Well, and you saw what happened in California too. I mean, they they were talking about how they're going to ban uh, uh, gas vehicles and. Uh, instead push electric vehicles. And then what did they do? They had triple digit, triple digit heat and said, you need to reduce your, your usage. And so don't plug in your, your electric vehicles. So hello, explain that to me. I mean, why would you tell people they can't have a certain kind of car and then promote a kind of car for energy that, that you're going to tell people they have to, they can't use during uh, a crisis of some sort.
2: And 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 the crisis is inevitable. Yeah, I remember when you lived in California. I used to ask you, "Do you plan on uh, what days are you going to have electricity the next?" That's week? right. It was like, well. I think Wednesday and Thursday were good, but may- maybe not Friday.
0: <laughs> Rolling blackouts yes. and, you know, things that are crazy. I mean, there are people that, I mean, I know that there are programs for people that um, have medical needs and those kinds of things. But, uh, you know, just people that have kids or like the elderly or those sorts of things, you know, where, where people need air conditioning. And, and I mean, it doesn't happen often in California cause it's not always like triple digit heat or what they just experienced, but that's, that is almost like a, an engineered crisis, if you will. And our government to a few of the points that Miranda made, our government is, uh, behind the orchestration of a lot of these crises. I mean, just like uh, with uh, Rahm Emanuel, never let a good crisis go to waste. That's kind of a scary thought that your government is, I mean, you and I have often talked about reading 1984 in school and Brave New World and how we thought that that was just so dystopian and and weird and, you know, so far-fetched. And yet we're here and it's now.
2: And like I was saying, it, it, it all goes back to who benefits. And right. if it doesn't benefit this country, then why do it?
0: Yeah, that's absolutely right. Well, I'm Marie. I'm DK. And thank you for joining us for another episode of African American Conservatives, the soul of the conservative movement. Please find us on Spotify, on uh, Apple... Podcasts on Google Podcasts, Pandora, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, and also at brightnews.com.